Welcome to Spiritful Wanderings. Courtney and I had an opportunity to have an in-depth conversation with Sam tonight about creativity. We explored how creativity is interwoven in our lives and how we dance with it in our egos, our spirits, our container, our flow, our lifestyle, our words, even how we're educated and how we parent. I hope you enjoy tonight's episode. How are you noticing creativity show up in parenting? How am I not? I mean, it's like, it, there's like a one-to-one relationship between uh-huh. sort of like the degree to which I can, um, you know, uh, engage with, um, relax into creativity and how much suffering there is in the room. Like, <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, it's like a one-to-one relationship. Uh-huh. It's like, um, yeah, the less creative I am, the more... Um, Suffering. The more suffering. Mm-hmm. Mine, and the kids, Kate's, everybody's. Uh-huh. It's like, wow, yeah, it's mm-hmm. really the the call for creativity feels um, uh, immediate and demanding. <laughs> it kind so of makes relate. me think that kids are creation, right? Because uh, well. they're, they're like, yeah, they're creation. So they're like, they are that. Yeah, yeah. inviting you into it every moment. And it's the resistance that mm. causes the suffering. Hey? Right. Yeah. With creativity too, hey? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. We talked earlier about um, creating for this purpose for a product. And mm. ha- like, I just would love to know more about that process of coming to your creative self through relinquishing stuff and attachments. And is there anything in that that you think mm. there's some sort of personal therapy in? Yeah, it's interesting that you yeah it's interesting to associate the sort of creativity of that time with the um the sort of like material minimalism like i think at the time i didn't necessarily associate the two like the the starving sort of, artist yeah this, <laughs> the the material simplicity was uh, was sort of more political mm-hmm. like or yeah, it was driven by a desire to try to um, see if I could really um, uh, I'm going to use the word dissociate, which is interesting to dis- dissociate myself from any like um, sort of systems that I felt like I, my heart couldn't condone. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of there was a lot of subtraction. Um, yeah, stripping away and, um, but, but then the creativity was almost like this side thing. Like I didn't really see them as being connected. I, it'd be interesting mm. to sit with that. So like maybe the stripping away made room for your creativity in some way. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if I look at my kind of like creative or yeah, my, my artistic, um, maturity, like at that time I feel it might, it was very very much still interwoven with with ego so i think as much as i was like stripping stuff away in a material sense i don't know that i actually was doing that around my creativity i think my creativity was still very much connected with with identity um Mm -hmm. and you know unchecked desires to um be you know accepted and approved of adored Mm. appreciated admired 
Mm. All those great A words. Recognize that's, there's an R word. That's super interesting because it makes me think it's like, is that a different type of creativity? I'm, I'm In our last podcast, we were exploring this idea of like ego play versus spirit play. Mm. And so I feel like there's creativity there, but it's more from an ego place. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah, that's creativity. a great question. <laughs> I mean... One of the things that I was playing with in just kind of like sketching sketching down some thoughts before this um, this session was thinking about like uh, how I feel like a complete creative process requires some at some point in the process requires some intentionality mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that if 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 your process is entirely passive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, then you may be. Um, an instrument in a pro in in the creativity but you are not conducting you are mm-hmm. not part you are not um it's almost like you're not bringing your humanity in you know you're it's all spirit or it's all sort of circumstance it's all you're being moved you're being played like the instrument but you aren't you aren't sort of taking that initial that that additional piece of like um bringing self in mm-hmm. bringing your your humanity in and um, this makes me think of the word co-creating, mm, like mm-hmm. co-creating with spirit, yes, or co-creating yes, with flow, or yes. that like invitation to meet it yeah. and then see what happens in the co-creation. Yeah. And also it makes me like really see this way that flow, like flow can kind of spill everywhere if it doesn't have a direction. <laughs> right. Well, flow, yeah, it's like flow isn't about you, uh-huh, right? It's uh-huh. not, flow isn't about me. So until I bring myself into the dynamic, then I'm I'm just sort of like one more piece of flotsam in the river, mm-hmm, right? Like, mm-hmm. which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that, and that it's a it's an amazing, important, beautiful thing to just like lie back and let the river carry you. But I, I for me, I feel like yeah, a real um, a complete creative process involves some swimming. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you, act, it actually <laughs> involves like paddling a bit. You like know. which way do I want to go? Which you don't. You don't. There's no way of of swimming in a river that doesn't like honor, appreciate, like ultimately surrender to the flow. But mm-hmm. it's. But it, like you said, it's a co-creation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and this is where I think the beautiful part of creation is that what's created is so unique based on the person. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. the same flow moving through two different people creates mm-hmm. something totally yes. different. And yes. that's like the magic of it. It's like, whoa, like in this moment, this is what's moving in me and the person next to me. It's something completely different. And mm-hmm. um, it's almost like we get to discover ourselves through mm-hmm. that. I know mm-hmm. for me, it's like as creation flows through me and then I get called into it, it's like I learn. I just learn who this vessel or this being is yeah through it wow yeah it's it's like um yeah it's part of it feels like it's part of the i'm I'm not speaking into the mic Um, (laughs) i'm like rocking back and forth (laughs) he's Um, pondering he's turning to the past (laughs) um i yeah it 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 feels like the medicine of embodiment it's like Uh it's like we are we are both you know we are born of unity into um you know diversity right like into Mm -hmm. um the ten thousand things um Mm -hmm. and we're one of those and so yeah it's that like getting to interplay between unity and diversity yeah oh so deep and it's making me realize like how much i hold back in my creativity because i'm afraid of myself being injected into the process like just Mm. oh it's got to be all just Mm -hmm. life like like 
that's the gift that's is putting gift. yourself into <laughs> yes just thank you that's really insightful. and then we get to meet that person right it's yeah. like when it's like whenever like creation moves through a shell i'm like i'm like oh there's rochelle like uh, you know unless like um but it's funny it's almost like i can feel the other person more when they're surrendering to spirit than if they're trying to be something because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like in the trying it's like i can't really feel them mm-hmm. somehow it becomes this like where are you in that? That that dance, like that <laughs> that dance between, like, and and we. It's interesting to. I I'm, I'm gonna I'm I can already tell I'm gonna spend time now with this idea of like ego ego play right, and right. Um, spirit play. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I I guess I feel like. What the place I'm interested in is is the intersection between those two things. Mm-hmm. Like, because for me, it's like that's where we have. It feels like there is an infinite potential for greater and greater subtlety mm-hmm. in the um, in the balancing of mm-hmm. those of those two things, mm-hmm. and that's where I get I get excited about that. Mm. Like, just this sort of like infinite drop down into the space between those Um, it kind of makes me feel like it's like as you were describing that i was feeling this like place where you need a little bit of tension for creation mm, mm, you know like that's mm, it's mm, like that mm, is the fire is mm, that place of tension mm, and it doesn't have to be like uncomfortable but it's like that's the spark almost. Mm. the source of it all uh-huh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> which brings me to this other piece that i was really enjoying in my um if, if i can sorry yeah I don't go for to, it yeah, yeah. um let's create yeah yeah um (laughs) in in um thinking about about tonight is was um this um this piece around parenting so so we talked about creativity within parenting and now like to use parenting or um or even like conception as a metaphor Mm. for creativity so you were you, you you brought that up earlier um so like often one of the ways that I think of the kind of like most essential um yeah the the essence of conception or birth is um is an equation which is one plus one equals three mm-hmm. so you have you have two or you have two knowns you have two knowns and when you bring them together in in like sacred union whatever that means you end up <laughs> you end up not with two but with three uh-huh. and and i feel this um you know we were talking earlier about relational space mm-hmm. i can feel it so strongly in relational space mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um the, the deeper yes 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 the deeper that you know barry and i drop down into relational space it's like i can i can feel this third entity yeah this third entity it starts almost ghostly and (laughs) and but in my in my deepest relationships uh, that is like that that third entity is like a person in my life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not there's nothing ghostly it's like fully formed embodied like i know it has its own like personality like it has its own things that get created in it too like you know like i think it's pretty cool to notice like what like the relational field that's between me and another person certain things will get created that would never get created in another relational field. It's like, it just like allows different things to come into form and different, like that's the magic of this, like it makes me think of collaboration. Yeah. 
There are a lot of um, there are a lot of people, a lot of writers that have talked about the um, um, the nature of creativity being at least in part um, uh, like combinatory mm -hmm. like that it, that it's a process of of combining of combining things mm -hmm. of taking and 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 in some ways it's almost like the more unlike the two things are the more generative the combination uh -huh. Uh -huh. Mm -hmm. that's um, true in relationship Ooh, i feel that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and <laughs> which which also is like um very much tied into my personal relationship and probably lots of people's but i i feel it very personally is like my relationship to metaphor so for me, metaphor, the, the magic of metaphor is by, um, you know, so if we take a simile, so if you say, you know, um, I am like a bear, mm -hmm. then um, you've taken two, you know, seemingly unlike things and you've drawn a connection of relationship between them, a, a, con a connection of similarity. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But a metaphor... Mm. <laughs> a metaphor says i am a bear uh -huh. there's no there's no similarity happening you're t you've taken two unlike things i'm doing air quotes <laughs> air quotes two unlike things and i've said like these two things are the same thing these two things occupy the same energetic uh -huh. space these two mm -hmm. things say, share the same qualities and like to me that's like that's mm -hmm. magic that's mm -hmm. alchemy mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um it's yeah. like that's ooh, I like feeling that. It makes me think of um, as you're talking, like this place of. Um, I've been I've been getting to explore a lot of collaboration of recent. That seems to be a big thing, like where I'm going into spaces and I'm leading things, and this would be a space too, right? And the space where I walk in and there's a bit of an intention and a bit of a sense, but then it's like feeling into the moment and together you're creating and really seeing that it is this place of like, it's like this combination of being willing to step into like, this is what I want to bring forward. And then this kind of forcefulness of it, like declaring like, this is what's coming through me and really trusting that. And then feeling as the other person's willing to do that too. And they like meet and there's kind of this like pew and then like this whole other thing gets created and it's like almost like this willingness to do that allows that and, and often I find it's like two very different things mm. and then both people's willingness to learn from that thing as it's created I loved watching your hands, hands right there just do a wave <laughs> crashing like right, two, two right. different sort of like bodies of water just yeah and then somehow in that moment both people are like whoa we're learning about this right in this moment mm -hmm. like this is what's being created right now and we're witnessing it together mm -hmm. in our willingness to commit to what's moving through us can you speak to some of the other things that you've been noticing just in the in um, yeah. collaboration and what you've like, yeah what you've been learning about that? um what i've been noticing is there is a place where you it's like each person has a different awareness of the same moment <laughs> you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. and so it's mm -hmm. like there's this feeling of it's like my willingness to notice those things and bring them forward and then that evokes something in the other person and then what's evoked in them then evokes something in me and it's like um together we are noticing reality together and then being inspired by it mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. kind of the same thing it's like with each person i collaborate with they each have different gifts and skills that also bring out different parts of me, 
you know, Mm -hmm. like, so Mm -hmm. I get to know Mm -hmm. different areas of my being, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, there's also this like constant something that's Courtney (laughs) that's being brought into every space too. Yeah. Um, but it's like such a willingness to be in your, like that, that union. It's like, it has to be equal part, total surrender and equal part, total commitment to yourself (laughs) at the same time. Uh-huh. If that does that does oh, that make sense? Yeah, yeah. because it's like you're a, you're sending out a ping, uh-huh. and you are the thing that's pinging, yes. and then you're creating this web of interrelationship uh-huh. and pinging and feeling and getting a response. It's like a yes, I'm just feeling radar feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're all moving our hands <laughs> elaborately. <laughs> so it's too bad this isn't a video. Hands <laughs> moving, and then when you think of doing that work with others, like students or like work people at workshops or whatever, then they're creating the field too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what of what moves or is evoked? You know, I think of like Barry sitting here in the studio, our producer, and just having him here witnessing. I feel like changes the conversation. Uh-huh. Like oh, he's totally. a part of the creation. Mm-hmm. Quantum yeah. physics would agree. <laughs> um, I think from the some some of the people that are talking about this stuff mm. um, most um, in in a way that is like yeah the, the most sort of intelligent and nuanced that I've come across are um, expressive arts therapists. Oh, yeah. um, and I'm particularly thinking about this this like specific lineage that comes from the European graduate school in Switzerland and um, this guy Paulo Nil um, and our friend Marcus Alexander and um, this author uh, Sally Atkins who mm-hmm. um, her writing I think both of you would really would really enjoy um, and yeah they talk about well f- there's a few things that you said that reminded me of, of their work like mm-hmm. um, uh, talking about the um, uh, so inter they, they talk a lot about like intermodal creativity mm-hmm. so where you're moving between modalities so uh-huh. you move between like dance and uh-huh. paper mache and um, you know like uh-huh. um, like an audiovisual thing and then poetry and and it's the movement between the modes uh-huh. where where the actual um, yeah it's like that's where the the tension there's yeah, enough yeah. of a tension or yeah, something. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. um so and so they call those intermodal shifts um, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> inter, intermodal shifts intermodal and then shifts. and then also um yeah they they use a lot they use the metaphor of of change states so mm-hmm. like you know um those thresholds where um like a liquid becomes a gas Uh or becomes a solid and to find um, in a creative process where you hit a change state Uh um, and your uh, your awareness um, you you know like is shifting on a continuum is shifting very gradually Mm -hmm. and yet there's that moment there's that tipping point there's that moment where it's like very clearly liquid and very clearly solid Mm. and um um, yeah. And then also like, um, so is it, it's the willingness to change? Yeah. Or, or the willingness to stay with an incremental process, uh-huh, knowing, incremental. knowing that there are these thresholds, which may or may not be visible, uh-huh. um, where, where the change state can occur. Uh-huh. Um, and there's all of a sudden, you know, it's like similar to what I think what we talk about sometimes when we, we refer to something as like a quantum leap, right? Uh-huh. It's like, 
um, you the hit aha a, moment. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, you hit a, right. a point w- it, that is it, part of an incremental process. Uh-huh. But for whatever reason, there's a threshold, and after that, n- you know, nothing will ever be the same. Um, you know? Yeah. Hmm. I'm just letting that think. Yeah. So it's like creativity in a way, like it's an evolution. Mm-hmm. It's an ongoing evolution. And how we create evolves with those incremental changes too. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, and it change it changes us. It like, changes us. Yes, it changes us in these ways that are, um, yeah, very kind of like gradual and subtle, and then, mm-hmm. and then in ways where the, you know it's like there's a yeah a change state, and it's yeah there's no going back, mm-hmm. and we're unrecognizable from where we were. I sure noticed that as a like in my in my healing worker as a therapist is you can be like there's these small little shifts small little shifts small little, and then all of a sudden someone's like whoa it's all like and that really does happen that way and there's right. this commitment to that part of the process <laughs> yeah and and i think what's interesting is our our tendency to want to focus on like what happened immediately uh-huh. before the change state right. you know it's yes. like it's like you're boiling water yes. and you think that somehow like it wasn't any of the other heating up yes. of the water. It was just that last second of yes. heating up the water that really just boiled it all on its own. <laughs> That's true. Right? And and we, I think f- we do that with internal work, and we also do it with our creative work. Where uh-huh. we think, and I'm sure you've seen this in the studio, right? Uh-huh. Where it's like you hit the sweet spot and people think, oh, oh, if only we had done the thing that we had just done like right. <laughs> six weeks ago, we'd, we would have been done then. It's like, no, there's a whole a process. process, right? Mm-hmm. That's know? like when someone's like, yeah, it must have just been that one yoga class I went to. I'm like, <laughs> right. well, or it could right. be the whole year of yeah. therapy right. we did yeah. too. Yeah. A little bit, maybe. <laughs> maybe a little bit. <laughs> Give her some credit. <laughs> and like, that sounds like a great yoga class too. And... <laughs> <laughs> but it's but people are always open to that but it's just that tendency right yeah. that tendency yeah. yeah and also not to really the piece i want to speak to because it feels like this is the opposite of our whole like productivity culture is like when we celebrate those tiny little things mm. like that mm-hmm. feels like that's like mm-hmm. the way out of this like produce like mm-hmm. you know the big thing it feels like the way out of that is like celebrating all these tiny little moments Mm-hmm. of like creating or tiny little shifts that that aren't huge or big mm-hmm. but are like beautiful and important mm-hmm. yeah you is know? there any space for ambition and creativity <laughs> right it's a really good question yeah i feel like i get really ambitious about my incremental movements <laughs> mm. oh that's so nice and the ambition how ha- it like moves me through them <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I like the celebratory piece. That's really key. Yeah, yeah, celebrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can also feel ambition. Like I can feel, I can, I can experience ambition in the mind, where I have like a, you know, it can, and it, it tends to be very product oriented. It's like I have a goal, I have a thing I'm trying to produce, and I want to make it look the same way that it looks in my head or whatever. And then I can also have ambition that is very much in the body and it isn't, and it's so much, it's, it can be very nonspecific. Um, it's not about creating something specific. It's just this like kind of, this like kind of <laughs> gritty, like, oh, I just want to <clears throat> do something or like go somewhere or create something. And it, it feels very um, visceral and um, it's, I find it 
it's it's a lot easier to trust that one because mm. it has less of an agenda and it, it it's more of like um it's less of a destination and more of a compass bearing uh-huh. which the compass bearing then it doesn't really matter what the terrain looks like right but the destination it's like oh no i've got to Mm-hmm. you know go to the specific place it has to look specifically like this uh-huh. yeah. it feels like from the other one it's like easier to celebrate you're more likely to notice what you discover yeah. in a way because yeah. you're not so focused on it's got to look like this yeah so uh. you can be like whoa yeah yeah, yeah. Hmm. i don't know why but i have this image of you going on an expedition, <laughs> <laughs> an expedition. yeah I don't <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of um yeah we're huge winnie the pooh fans at uh-huh. our place uh-huh. and so the, the winnie the pooh story it's an ex, it's an expedition yeah they oh. all go on an, oh, ex, an expedition <laughs> to, to discover the north pole yeah well yeah. oh, they're they're a creative bunch hey oh winnie gosh. the pooh and oh they're my. like a.a yeah. a. milne is um yeah i just i revel in his genius uh-huh. reading those stories they're yeah just so artfully created mm. Mm. <laughs> Mm. I'm curious to ask Rochelle a question. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Something I'm curious about Rochelle is um, creativity because you work with kids or with families whose children are um, schooling at home or unschooling. How do you yeah. notice creativity come up in that work? Oh my goodness. Unschoolers. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a pretty creative process. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's certainly a lot different than my creative experience was uh-huh. at school when I see what the kids are doing who are free to explore what as you you know showed us Sam your their bodies are just going Rah! and th- it just comes out of them like I think they're just working from that place most of the time mm-hmm. and they're just so keen to share like it's just every every creation piece is just it's talked about it's shown it's mm-hmm. it's enjoyed by the family it's enjoyed by me and that's that's the funnest part of my work is that i get kids that are coming over going look what i've been up to look at me look at see my creativity and that's just me witnessing that in my mm-hmm. job on a daily basis and knowing that there isn't a goal in mind that they're supposed to move towards I'm not holding anything over them to mm-hmm. achieve or to prove themselves in any way it's probably it's, the thing they uh they they celebrate the most I bet mm-hmm. yeah creativity uh-huh, uh-huh. more yeah. than all the academics and so on and so forth it's the their creations uh-huh. yeah. yeah and I always feel your create like whenever Rochelle describes her work I always hear how creative your work is compared to maybe other types of teaching Mm -hmm. because it's like every family you have to very uniquely tune into and be so creative in how you meet them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's an art form. Every conversation, um, I have to feel into where their edges are because with unschooling, there's a lot of people who um, have certain things that they do want to see as well as identify as being unschoolers. So you're trying to meet all those edges and work with all of the energy of family dynamics. Uh, it's just, it's a whole plethora of gorgeous co-creation. <laughs> <laughs> plethora. Yeah. It's... So, so can we go in there a little more? Mm-hmm, like, like mm-hmm. um, what makes, I love, because 
I feel like it's easier to talk about creativity when we're talking about, you know, poetry and painting and music. And, mm-hmm. But like, yeah, let's talk about poetry applied to, you know, yeah, like work and relational, mm-hmm. you know, um, like uh, conversations or, um, yeah, holding space for parents in a school, in a, you know, in an academic setting. Like what you said that it, it was a creative endeavor. Um, so what is it that makes that creative? Like. What is it that makes um, talking with the parents and helping them to meet their mm. needs? Like, what makes that creative as opposed to non-creative? Oh, well, it's the writing because most of our communication is written. Mm. So I'm tuning into the flavor of that family's energy and dynamics in reading what they're writing to me. And then I'm responding from that attuned place and so it's very relational and you're also making offerings. So um, a lot of the time in my work, I'm sending people poems to help them to move through what they're feeling. Uh-huh. So if say a parent's expressing concerns over their child, we've been doing this for years and I haven't seen a single sign of math or something like this, then, you know, and of course I've, witnessed all sorts of moments that have involved math (laughs) so then it's you can you can maybe create a poem or find a poem because in me saying well look i have all these ways that johnny's been doing math (laughs) and they're just gonna be resistance they're probably not gonna feel it but if i wrote a poem that says you know maybe it incorporates something about what they've been doing or puts it in a totally different form than it's received Mm. and gives that parent perhaps an opening to witness what I'm witnessing Mm -hmm. and share my perspective or at least get a glimpse of it. Mm. Mm. That's beautiful. It makes me feel like what's creative about it is like when we think of the relational field, there can be this like way of relating where we're all just relating in the same way (laughs) you know it's like there's parameters this is how we relate this is what we relate about Mm -hmm. you know i don't know Mm -hmm. if anyone can knows that feeling it's kind of scripted it's like this is the container Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it feels like in that relational field it's like the creativity is when we like dare to just introduce a totally different idea Mm -hmm. in that in that container Mm -hmm. you know like whatever the relational container is to introduce like a whole new idea a whole new spark a whole new like invitation that like isn't part of that field yet and I think that's what's so concerning in our educational system, from my perspective, is that teachers are working within that container. Uh-huh. And when they get that whim or that idea that they want to throw that spark in there or respond in a different way, there's often backlash. Uh-huh. And then it pushes things back into the container. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that wasn't safe to go there. Right. And I'm really fortunate because the organization that I'm working with doesn't have a really tight container Uh so the way they respect and give you feedback constantly that what you're building and co-creating with this family is exquisite right so you're getting given a lot of room to move yeah it's funny because i was feeling that like that's a part of a piece is like what is this what are the parameters that allow creativity to flourish Mm. you know Mm. that was a question i was Mm. pondering and i know i've recently been really gifted the beautiful gift of co-creating with someone who what she's gifted me is she's so good at like we film something and it's not perfect and she's like that was amazing 
<laughs> or we're chanting and it's totally off key and the micro and she's like wow that was so powerful and it's been so freeing for me because she creates this container where there isn't any judgment mm. you know and it's like amazing for me to watch what has uh, um opened in me in in just feeling that container there yeah. you know because it's like now like you know i don't need to worry about it being perfect or go back over it and it's just like it's it's um there and and then what's so funny about that is i actually do a way better job and it's actually way more coherent and like beautiful because there is that freedom yeah Mm -hmm. you know and the judgment can really slice it apart oh my goodness yeah yeah so i'm just curious what you guys would say about what is a space that allows for creativity Mm. Great question. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I think like I, I, I'm just um, I, the the word that's resonating in my in my bones at the moment is container. Like thinking about mm-hmm. the the frame and um, you know I'm looking at this uh, image behind you and 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 there's so it's you know painting on the wall there's the painting and then there's the frame and mm-hmm. um so there's like um the contents and the edges and just like so I think I think part of what creates the conditions for um for creativity to flourish has to do with the frame mm-hmm. but but it isn't like it's not like the stronger the frame, the more creativity. Obviously, this is what you were just speaking to: is that if the frame is too rigid, yes, yeah, too rigid, mm-hmm. um, then that flow it it it, it severs the flow oh, state. You just um, made me think. Imagine if our schools were in a womb space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 even that, it's like you, there's uh-huh. no womb space without the womb. Uh-huh. Like the, it has it has a yes, frame. Yes, there's right? a frame. Mm-hmm. But there's a quality. To the frame, there's a quality to the mm-hmm. frame of a womb mm-hmm. that is considerably distinct from the quality of the frame of a concrete box, mm-hmm. or, um, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, yeah, we have such a tendency to concrete box our world. Like even our <laughs> dead bodies go into like they pour concrete in the ground. <laughs> Well, concrete's not very, like, movable. It doesn't really really move with the environment, hey? (laughs) It's not very responsive. (laughs) Unless unless you back up enough. Oh, okay, okay. Right? In either space or time. Oh, okay, let's do that for a second. (laughs) Let's see how we see concrete from that perspective. Yeah, I mean, the first, um, the first sort of, like, um, like I don't know, you know what to call it. Vision, the first vision that I ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I was maybe like sixteen or something. I was sitting in a Quaker meeting for worship. Oh yeah. And I had this whole like, I don't like. I would even, I, I hesitate to use this language because I feel like I don't know it well enough to really claim it. But um from what I've, from things that I've read, like I would even say like a shamanic vision, it, just in the sense that there was a whole thing of like going underground and into some like underworld um, spirit space. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like a kiva. Something, yeah. Was it in cement? 
<laughs> no, but there was there was there was a part of the process that was very that in which I saw water. Uh-huh. I, I saw water in um, uh, going like a, a river rock bed, uh-huh. and the river was flowing over the rock, and uh-huh. it was very much the thing that you were doing with your hands earlier, where there was uh-huh. like I was noticing the sort of interface between the water and the rock, mm. and the splashing, and the mm. and the very these these are very distinct things, right? Like their qualities are sort of polar, um, hard, rigid, fluid, flowy. And then something happened with, like something happened temporally, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden I saw the rock bed over like eons mm-hmm. in a moment, like it was almost uh-huh. like this time lapse photography, uh-huh, uh-huh. and the rocks were just like <laughs> flowing down the mountainside. Right, it was, right, it was right, like right, water, right? right, right? right, right. Um, which is which it gets to the change state thing too, right? It's like what like. Ice is the same thing as water, is the same thing as yeah. steam. They're not different, but but what is different about them has to do with, it has to do with scope and speed, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like even the heat that makes water boil, the heat is just, I mean, if you, if you want to like tell a science story, the heat is um, the speed at which the molecules are moving and the space right. between those molecules, right. right? It's not, there's nothing about the molecules that are different. But that's the creative uh-huh. 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 Um, so if we imagine cement over time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like what kinds of little bugs crawl on it or plants start to move through it or the way it moves with the ground. Yeah, it's oh, just... It once was liquid. Hmm? It once was liquid. It once was it liquid. It once was liquid, yeah. And probably over time, it really moves with the earth. Absolutely, it will, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really like on earth terms it's like that that amazing super fun crust of ice that goes on the puddles Ooh, that, that, is super fun. <laughs> that you, you want to step on with your like go out of your way to step on with your feet right. to hear that little crackling sound so when i'm creating with this one person i was talking about it's not quite cement <laughs> <laughs> but the container would be more like intention i would say yeah intent like words like words is container mm-hmm, mm-hmm that makes sense yeah i'm curious about you know what you think about a healthy creative space Mm -hmm. with those you know words and then i think of the womb Uh as a physical space and i like that you're bringing words in Uh it's not just physical like i'm even thinking right now this this creative process like there's this space that we're actually sitting in but so much of how we're conveying this creativity is through word Mm-hmm. And we set the container through like the music and stating the name of this and stating our intention and our names. It's like that is the container that we're creating mm. within which to dance, you know? Mm. <clears throat> mm. I guess that's like the creative container of um, mm, mind and emotion. kind of the creative container of the internet too i would say <laughs> <laughs> setting up the email word yeah and i always think it's really interesting that they say like in the beginning there was the word mm-hmm. and so that's the first thing that was ever created mm-hmm. words are a pretty powerful container mm-hmm. i was thinking that when you were saying like it, we have to have some sort of a parameter and i know for me the first step is always some sort of an intention Mm -hmm. 
you know, a word, it's like a word, like some sort of an intention that then guides the rest of the process. Even if it's just, I don't even know where I'm going, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Like this, this conversation has been creativity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Creativity. As somebody who um, insoles language. This is from To Bless the Space Between Us. Um, this is a, um, a collection of his prayers, his blessings. And this is, uh, this is a prayer for beauty. As stillness in stone to silence is wed. May solitude foster your truth in word. That's like the densest part of the whole poem, so I'm just going to read it again. As stillness in stone to silence is wed, may solitude Foster your truth in word. As a river flows in ideal sequence, may your soul reveal where time is presence. As the moon absolves the dark of distance, may your style of thought bridge the difference. I'm going to read that one again too. Oh my God. It's like, it's like an elixir as the moon absolves the dark of distance. May your style of thought bridge the difference. As the breath of light awakens color, may the dawn Anoint your eyes with wonder. As spring rain softens the earth with surprise, may your winter places be kissed with light. As the ocean dreams to the joy of dance, as the ocean dreams to the joy of dance. May the grace of change bring you elegance. As clay anchors a tree in light and wind, may your outer life grow from peace within. As twilight pervades the belief of night, May beauty sleep lightly within your heart.
Sean O'Donohue.